0: This is Hervé Aniglo, Telecommunications Chair of the NsB Region 3 Professionals Executive Board. Today, my guest is Lyle Gladney, the Chair of the NsB Region 3 Professionals Executive Board. Say hello, Lyle. Hello, Bradley. So, thank you all for listening to the first episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. You're in for a treat, and now we're about to get started. So, Lyle, uh, let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. All right. Thank you, sir.
1: Uh, As you said, my name is Lyle Gladney, currently serving as the uh, chair of Region 3 Professionals. Um, I received a Bachelor of Science degree from Mechanical Engineering from Mississippi State University, Uh, currently working as um, a customer business manager for Jackson Controls uh, in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Nice, nice. Very cool. Well how was the experience of receiving your bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from Mississippi uh, State University? Tell us the experience.
1: Well the experience was, was rich It was a very rich experience um, uh, during my time in Mississippi State um, there's, there's and I'm still I'm sure still today, um, a lot of diversity on the campus. Uh, a lot of opportunity to meet uh, not only people that look like me but people from other uh, races and cultures. Um, I got to learn a lot about the world. It's like a mini world at Mississippi State University. Um, uh, athletics uh, was it's much stronger now, but it was strong when I was there as well. Uh, so there's a variety of things to uh, to keep me uh, keep me busy. Okay,
0: okay, got you. okay. So, uh, what made you choose your major of mechanical engineering?
1: So, my guidance counselor in high school um, she noticed that I had a, an interest in mathematics, um, and she um, she she was instrumental in helping me get into a summer program during my junior year at uh, Southern University in Baton Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, there, was, I was exposed to several of the different disciplines in engineering. And I thought the mechanical engineer would be the
0: best fit for me. Oh, cool. Nice, nice. Okay. So, um, now, being being a mechanical engineer, is this something that you always knew you wanted to do, you know, uh, deep within your heart? Or would you say this was something that you were pulled into, if that makes sense?
1: Um. Sure. No, definitely not something that I, I knew I wanted to do. Um, it's something that uh, um, what I was good at and what I was passionate about kind of led me to it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say pulled into, but uh, definitely guided in that direction. Okay.
0: When did you first hear about Nesb?y the National Society of Black Engineers? When did you first hear about it?
1: I first heard about Nesby during my freshman year at Mississippi State. Uh, an upperclassman actually invited me to a meeting, and that was the first time I was exposed to uh, to, to Nesby.
0: Awesome. So, what did you think about Nesby? You were first exposed to it. Uh, it was very exciting.
1: I, I, I thought it was a. It, it seemed like a great organization, and uh, definitely something that I want to be a part of. Okay. Okay, cool, cool.
0: Were you ever exposed to engineering uh, when you were a child or a teenager? Yes
1: sir. First exposure was during uh, my uh, later years in high school. Uh, I didn't have images like that growing up.
0: Yeah, because uh, the reason why I asked that is because most of our audiences, um, they can relate to that you know growing up uh, they did not know any engineers or seen any engineers that look like them. So uh, one of the reasons that they are in Nesby is to find uh, people who have have the same goals and visions and people who think alike and uh, they also want to use Nesby to to influence the younger generation. With your job, with your career uh, can you tell us in detail Uh, what exactly that you do. Uh, Tell us, what is your day-to-day life like at your job?
1: All right. So, um, customer business manager, which, um, so, specifically what I do is oversee a maintenance operation. Uh, Johnson Control serves as a third-party maintenance provider um, for clients there in the the local market in Atlanta. Um, so what that means in the nutshell is um, the maintenance uh, operations and also preventive maintenance um, is basically contracted out to us. So HVAC, electrical, plumbing, locksmith, CCTV, all of those trades um, are taken care of by people who work uh, directly or indirectly for me. So my day begins um, with safety. Uh, We have a strong safety culture at Johnson Controls. Um, I I review um, what we call pre-job checklists um, from my staff to make sure that they are keeping safety at top of mind. Um, And then the day never is the same afterwards. Um, I may be um, talking with staff about specific um, projects that are going on there is locations, or we may be discussing um, development issues for some of our staff. Um, maybe looking into uh, things we can do to help the customer better there at the facility. There's a variety of things that, that happen after after uh, after the safety focus, um, and then there's there's also a lot of a lot of conference calls with uh, my staff or my upper management or. Um, a topic related um, to other things that Johnson Controls
0: does. Cool, cool. And I guess that's part of being an engineer in your day-to-day job. Nothing is ever the same. You're always working on working on different issues and tasks. Yes, sir. So tell us, uh, what were what were your hardest times in school, and how did you get through them? My hardest
1: times in school, um, most of them
0: um, relate
1: back to grades, um, i.e., not not getting uh, grades as, as high as I should have gotten. Um, there were there were some times when I, when I was actually failing courses. Um, And the way I got through them is, uh, those times is if it was early enough in the year, I would, I would drop the course and and try again next year. Um, but if, 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 if dropping out was not an option, um, then I would, uh, spend time with, uh, with those that were a little more, um, knowledgeable of that particular subject, um, and get them to, uh, to tutor me. Um, I've been robbed in study groups, uh, Nesby was instrumental in that. I'd also reach out to my professor and see if he or she could um, give me a little additional assistance in, uh, in getting that grade turned around.
0: It's always important to keep your GPA up and it's totally understandable if you are filling your classes. Um, I mean, it happens to everybody. Uh, but the thing is, you should not uh, you should not let that deter you. You never know uh, you know uh, a miracle might happen at the last minute. You know the the professor may remember that uh, you showed up to class uh, every day, uh, every class day. Um, you helped a student uh, with his or her homework or project. You know the prof- professor may remember something about you. Or he may give a curve, and next thing you know, you pass the class. So, um, so it's not the end of the world. It's just you know, just putting your all, and you never know what's going to happen. So, um, what were your hardest times in your current profession, and how did you get through them? Well, there's been a couple of times in my career
1: when I made uh, mistakes that have been uh, very costly, either to from a a financial standpoint or from a time standpoint or something that, you know, put the project back uh, and got it off schedule or something that may have caused a delay in my organization getting paid for services rendered. Um, Similar to college, um, it's good to have a relationship with your manager. Uh, Your manager could be your best advocate. Um, I was, uh, I was very really blessed to have a manager that w- was willing to, to work with me. Um, mistakes happen. Uh, the important thing is what happens after the mistake. Um, so we were able to put in, in all instances, put a plan together to get things back on track again, whether it's a time, whether it was time sensitive or whether it was, it was something financial. Uh, going forward, um, I learned from those mistakes and, uh, continue to engage others early rather than late and um, making sure that, that things are decent and in order.
0: For our collegiate members who are listening to this podcast and even our professional members, um, you know, it's okay if you make mistakes in your job, you know, whether it's your part-time job or future career, it's okay to make mistakes. The most important thing is that you learn from them So you won't make the same mistakes over and over again. Yes, and um, and uh, in making those mistakes, it's always best to be upfront and honest. You know, um, it's all part of being human. Um, You know, it's best to just uh, take your consequences. Just, um, just admit that you did something wrong, and just accept the consequences. But you don't just move on with your life. You know, that's life. You have good days. You have bad days. It was just think of it as uh, a learning lesson that will help you become stronger and better prepared. So if you had the ability to travel back in time and talk, talk to your collegiate self, what advice or what advice would you uh, give him and what would you do differently during your college or career?
1: So advice to my younger self, um, I tell him that you know this already, but grades are important. Make sure that you focus on getting the best GPA possible, uh, not only, uh, to increase your chances of gainful employment, um, but also to open doors for, uh, for further education. Um, I'd also advise me to not be so quick to spend savings is very important, very, very important. So, so definitely uh, start saving sooner rather than later. Those would be the two pieces that I tell young me.
0: And you know that is important to manage your finances. You know, don't buy your, don't buy a lot of credit cards and start spending uh, willy nilly on silly things, on on irref- irrelevant things they probably don't need. So yeah, don't go crazy with your spending. Yeah, you never know what you, you never know what may come up in which you may need to spend your money on. It may be something important. It may be an emergency. Now, in regards to your profession, if you could go back in time, uh, what would you do? Something. What would you do differently in regards to your professional career? If
1: I could go back uh, in my professional career, I definitely would have taken advantage of. Uh, tuition reimbursement opportunities that would offer several of the organizations that I work for. Um, That's something that um, I always plan to do. I still haven't done yet, Um, but definitely if I could go back and and do it again, I would have went back and at least got a master's at a minimum, maybe
0: more. So in this day and age, do you think that uh, people should continue their education and get their master's and Ph.D.? or uh, things like that uh, I think it's a good
1: idea I mean every, every individual is different um it may not be for everyone um but a professor gave me some some solid advice again that I didn't take when I was in college um he said that if you are aspiring to get your your you're aspiring to get your PhD then you shouldn't stop um you get your bachelor's, you should get your master's, and then go ahead and get your PhD. Um, what he didn't say after that, which I know to be true, is things happen in life. Um, so you you may plan to take a few years off and then go back and get your master's. Uh, it may not turn out like that. Uh, you may not make it back, uh, or you may start and 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 not finish. Um, so I think I think individuals have to have to look at their own circumstances. Again, if they are, if they have the capacity, and they definitely um, have funds available, whether wherever those funds come from, I think it's a good idea to continue to pursue higher education um, because I mean it, it's, it's 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 a good thing for sure.
0: Yes, definitely. And in terms of education, other than uh, getting your master's degree or PhD, it's also it's also important to get your certifications and certificates or anything equivalent, uh, because uh, those those type of things can help you prepare in your job role, in your job career, and can help you land a certain position in the future. You're absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's a higher need and demand for certifications nowadays, especially in the engineering world. So tell us, Lyle, uh, what do you like to do for fun? I
1: like to spend time with my family. Uh, We enjoy... Um, board games card games um, I also like to read and um, occasionally like to go out and soak up a little sunshine go for a long walk or uh, maybe uh, walk with the kids while they're riding their scooters so
0: uh, so you mentioned that you like to read <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, with the last books that you have read what has been your favorite book uh, that you read
1: so the last book I read, um, which is at the top of my list currently, is called The Four Disciplines of Execution. Um, it has three authors, Jim Hulick, Chris McKenzie, and Sean Covey. Um, it's a very a very good book. Um, hopefully many are familiar with Stephen Covey, who's the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, another good book uh but his his son uh Sean has uh, has authored a book about execution on goals uh which is very powerful. I would recommend it to uh to all of our listeners.
0: Great. Other than that book, uh, do you have any other book recommendations for our listeners?
1: Yes. I I've, I've just started reading a book called Power Your Tribe by Christine Comfort. It's also a very good book. Um, and prior to that, uh, extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick and Leif Babin, um, uh, all excellent books. Um, also, let's see. Bear with me just a moment. By Malcolm Gladwell and anything by John Maxwell.
0: Two more excellent authors, John Maxwell and Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, okay. Do you have any words of wisdom? for our uh, college students.
1: Sure. Um, find a way to serve. Um, at, at whatever level in whatever organization, of course, preferably NSBE, but whatever organization that you're part of, find a way to serve. And, and when you're done serving at the level that you're serving, find another level or higher level to serve at. Um, it's uh, it's beneficial both to our community and to ourselves
0: as individuals. Nice, nice. Uh, what about our our professional uh, listeners? Do you have any advice for them?
1: Actually, it's the it's the same advice. Right? Find a way to serve. Uh, if you listen to my voice um, and you're not a part of the Nesby professionals, uh, there's room for you here. Um, but again, if it's not Nesby, find a way to serve. Whether it's in your church, in the community. Uh, there's a lot of organizations, uh, but, uh, but service, service is essential
0: um, for us. So uh, tell us about the Region 3 Professionals Professional Executive Board. I have
1: an epic board made up
0: of some very talented
1: and passionate individuals. Um, in each of the zones, uh, we have leadership there. Um, that uh, has already been working very hard for Region 3 and um, will continue uh, to work and put out some good content. Uh, We hope to empower the chapters, bring us all together, uh, and make sure that we're all working uh, towards fulfilling the mission and the 2025 goal. Um, We don't have enough time for me to go through each of them individually, um, that, that, that could be another eight or nine podcasts. Um, but please believe, uh, there's a lot of talent on this board and we are willing and able, um, to work towards, uh, the mission of
0: Nesby. That is very awesome. Wow. So well, everybody should expect great expect great things from Region Three. For sure. So, uh, can you tell us um, about an experience, um, a memorable experience that you had at a Nesby conference? Uh, uh, for example, uh, what was your favorite Nesby conference that you attended, and what was your experience like? Actually, I don't know if I really
1: have a favorite. Um. All of the annual conferences have been very exciting for me. Uh, most memorable are General Sessions um, because there's been an immense amount of talent up on the big stage that I've had the opportunity to witness. Um, it, it, it's always phenomenal. Um, sometimes um, those were actually the people on stage were, were people that I worked with at Johnson Controls, um, because we, we have been featured on, on several occasions. Other times, leadership within NSBE. Um, those names are endless. Uh, but the energy in the room has always been something that uh, has been very memorable for me. So I can't pick out a specific city that says, hey, I had the most
0: memorable on this year. Uh, but definitely, uh, General Sessions. Okay, nice. So, can you tell us uh, the first time that you've uh, been to a Nesby conference? And this can be any conference, whether it's, whether it's PDC, the National Conference, the Far Regional Conference. Uh, what was the first ever Nesby conference you ever went to? The first conference I ever really went to was a,
1: a Far Regional Conference. Um, it was actually, I want to say, at the University of Alabama. Um, yes. And I was amazed by uh, the amount of young technical college students that were there. Uh, I was also, um, to be quite honest, blown away about the, from the content from the conference. Um, there was... There were sessions on leadership. There were sessions on uh, technical expertise. Um, there were there were uh, sessions on personal development. Uh, the whole thing was, uh,
0: was Now, that was a fall regional conference. What about your national uh, conference experience? Can you tell us more about that? So,
1: actually, I, I didn't have an opportunity to attend a national conference when I was in college. So, my first uh National Conference was was actually as a professional. Um, I wanna I wanna say it was Indianapolis was the city where that conference was held. Um, and I was uh, equally amazed uh by the level of content that they that conference. And again, a highlight for me every year is is the general sessions where you get a chance to, to hear from a leader leadership uh, on the big stage. Um, always the high point
0: For our professional members and collegiate uh, members of NSBE, um do you have any advice to them in regards to the conventions or the conferences?
1: If, if there is a way that you can go, go. Um, it, it, it's very memorable. Uh, memorable for different reasons between collegiates and professionals. Uh, collegiates, um, definitely an opportunity uh, to uh, to network with with depending on the year, thirteen to fifteen thousand um, um, future engineers um, for the professionals. Um, if you if you were part of the collegiate chapter, um, there's still some excitement there for professionals. And if you're a professional like me that has never been or didn't go during the collegiate years. Um, there's definitely a lot a lot of things, uh, a lot of content for professionals in national prevention. So, again, if, if you can go, you can find a way, I encourage you to go.
0: Yes. And you know the saying, uh, when there's a will, there's a way. So, you know, anything in this world is possible. So, you know, our listeners should put in their all and, and try their best to attend the conferences if they can. The conferences, the Nesby conferences are amazing. And um, they are truly wonderful, and they are full of opportunities, you know, to learn about uh, new technologies, learn about uh, new ways to lead, uh, learn about career opportunities. It's, it's, it's truly a wonderful experience. Yes. Those are all of the questions that I have to ask you, Mr. Gladney. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to uh, interview for this podcast.
1: Thank
0: you for having me, sir. I enjoyed it. Yes. Now to close off this podcast, um, I'm going to recite the Nesby mission. The Nesby mission is to increase the number of culturally responsible black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I hope all of you learned something new and gained a, um, some words of wisdom from the Region Three Professionals Executive Board Chair, Mr. Lyle Gladney. Yes. So, uh, so now it's time for announcements. We have the Fall Regional Conference coming up. It'll be in Montgomery, Alabama, and uh, and it will take place in November. Yes. It's, it's going to be very exciting and very awesome. So I encourage you all to attend. Yes. And uh, uh, that's it for today. Uh, thank you, everyone. Have a good day. And, and I will see you all in the next episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Thank you.